and what's interesting is I date men and I've done so much research that and interviewed men and they all are like, we don't feel comfortable being vulnerable with you unless you're vulnerable first. And mm, I was like, oh, so this almost is helping me in a way that I didn't really know before. Yeah. 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 Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back for another episode of our podcast. So I'm going to give you gals another bachelorette update this week before we get into give this episode. Give it to us because we know I'm not watching because I'm a loser. And I don't know why you're not because this is the most chaotic. It's only episode three. We're only into week three. And this is already utter chaos okay, that's going so down. Okay, so maybe instead I should just start at episode two. Because we start, I started at episode one, and I hate that yeah. episode. I mean, I yeah, it takes on forever. So we all know. Yeah, we all know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as everybody knows, there are two bachelorettes this season, uh, Gabby and Rachel. And they are friends, and they have had like – an. They usually have, I want to say, about, like, 25 guys. This season, they have about, like, you know, 35 or something. They should have had more. Mm. I'm going to I'm gonna already say... Why did they have, say, like, 20 each or something? That's why I think they should have had more. Yeah. That's for sure. Because the issue came down to they wanted to have the two bachelorettes because they wanted it to be, like, this is their love story. This is, you know, like, anytime that someone becomes a bachelorette, like, it's their story. It's this, their journey. Like, they're the ones in control. And they have done this before where they had two bachelorettes. But on the first, when they did this the first time, this was like years ago. I don't remember who it was. But when they did it the first time, the two bachelorettes after like, the first night, oh, I want to say like whenever like the men are introducing themselves, they would then decide which one they wanted to be the bachelorette. And whoever had the most votes became the bachelorette. And... I hated that idea. I was like, that's just such a terrible idea. Like, you're giving all the power it's back like to the men. It's like a popular, like a popularity yeah. contest. Yeah. And so, if you're not aware, like, I personally like Gabby. She, uh, some people apparently don't like her, but I like her. She's the brunette one. Mm-hmm. She's just really monotone and sarcastic. And uh, she has a very similar, like, experiences that she's felt dealt with in dating that I have. So, I just really related to her more than Rachel. But Rachel's still sweet and she's still gorgeous. And... Rachel's definitely probably got like it looks like at least a lot of the men there are more into Rachel than they are Gabby and Gabby's her whole narrative lately has been like she doesn't feel like she's getting the same attention that Rachel's getting from the guys and it's making her feel like she's inadequate to be the bachelorette Mm. and I totally can understand how that would be especially if it's your friend like if it was you and I and like all the guys were going to you yeah and it's like these are the same men and no one's really giving me the attention that you're getting. Like, yeah, but they have done a great job at like showing that they're the Gabby and Rachel's communication, Mm -hmm. that they're on the same page. And one night at one of the roast, like the cocktail parties before the, no, was it the cocktail party? It was a group date. Two of the guys came up to Gabby. It was Gabby's group date and was like, I'm just personally more into Rachel. That's who I want to pursue, which is fine. Like, you're allowed to say that. You're allowed to say that you're, you, have, you feel like you have a bigger connection with them. 
But it was the way they said it, and that one of them was like, "You're kind of like damaged, like you're kind of you know, not you're kind of damaged. You're kind of rough around the edges." And that made Gabby cry, like off, like she ran off camera, and that made her cry because she said she felt like she was damaged goods, and that it just looked, went more into her feeling like she was inadequate. And one of the other guys said something to like, "If you were the, if you were just the bachelorette, like I would have left." <gasps> yeah. And so Gabby told that like, Gabby after this group date did not give a rose to anybody. And she went and told Rachel this. And Rachel's like, are you fucking kidding bye. me? Like, like if someone said that, if like if somebody that was into me said that about you, I'd be like, bye. Yeah. Like, I don't want anything well, to do Rachel, with you. Rachel didn't do that. Oh, but, you know, it's well, like, you know, um, you know. Yeah. But so how are they handling like the rose ceremonies? So this is the thing. How they're handling it is Poor, and you can tell they're like flying by like the edge of their like seats. They don't know what they're doing. With, they don't know what they're doing because Gabby and Rachel changed the rose ceremony, like the last night's rose ceremony up. Like, I feel like in the process of filming. So instead of, you know, them giving like a rose out to like anybody, it was if Rachel gives you a rose, you are only now dating Rachel. If Gabby gives you a rose, you were only now dating Gabby. It's like our own separate journeys. Basically, like some of the guys like Rachel gave the rose to rejected her rose and was like, I'm here for Gabby. So Gabby was like shocked. She's like, where the fuck have you guys been? Like saying that you're here for me. Yeah. Uh, and so anytime a guy, just coincidentally, I don't think it was on purpose. Anytime a guy, like the three guys that said, I'm here for Gabby, Gabby didn't get them a rose. Every time Rachel got rejected, uh, the host came and took away the rose. Like, she couldn't give that rose to somebody else. So it was just narrowing down the men to, like, ten. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, yeah. not great. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. I was like, okay, so it's, like, basically they're not sharing the men anymore. Right. How I think it could have gone better and this whole time they could have done this, and I think it would have been interesting, and it would give them more time because they're showing flash forwards to next like week's episodes and like the coming weeks of like men having regrets choosing one over the other, mm, and yeah. like wanting to know what that could have been like. What they should have done, and I can't take credit for this. I saw a girl on TikTok say, "Is it this. the red, pink, and white?" Because I saw that girl yes. too, and I thought that was a yes. good idea. They should have given Gabby red roses, Rachel white roses, and whoever they both liked gave them pink. Yes. And then they could have known, the men would have known where they stood. The girls would have known where the men stood. And then it would have just given them more time to grow these relationships. Yeah, because like, if this like, was the case, yeah. you should have done this from the beginning. Exactly. You should have done this from the very, very beginning. Because now it's just like confusing naturally. Yeah. Like if I went into this thinking I have a chance to choose between two guys and it's like, okay, cool. Like I can kind of take my time, explore both and see what my options are and see which one I have a more relationship with. And now all of a sudden I have to pick one. I don't know you that well. I'm going off looks now, but I get it. Like if you're signed up for the bachelor, you don't really know who the bachelor bachelorette is. And so like, you're kind of forced in that decision anyways, but everybody's going to naturally wonder what could have been. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's just natural human personality. I'm interested to see how it will go because I guarantee you they won't keep it. Like you can only date. 
Like, I feel like there's going to be some crossing of paths that happen somehow. Yeah. It's going to get, yeah. it's going to be the most dramatic season yet. Yet. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm just like, you guys, y'all don't know what the fuck no. you're doing. You're grasping at Honestly, straws Honestly, if I were the bachelorette in that situation, I feel like I wouldn't even know what I was doing. I'd be like, I don't know. Here, you get a rose. Good luck. <laughs> Just don't, just like, don't cheat on me with my friend. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, I, I guess they're just gonna be like two best friends simultaneously having their experiences together. Again, I still stand by the fact that if they had been sharing them in while one of them's on one on ones, the other one's doing a group date that week. Yeah, that would have been. That yeah, that would have been a really nice idea. So it's yeah, it's just really interesting. Um, I think they just needed something to make this season interesting because no, like different. people haven't been talking about this. Like, season. yeah, they need ratings. Yeah. That's all they need is ratings. Yeah. So just trying so, to figure out how to make it like you have no idea what's going to happen, so that you like want to come back and watch it. Well, they got they me. Got I'm you. a sucker there for it. It's here. It's we are still happening for you. Maybe, maybe Love when I get bo- well, I got bored today and started watching Selling Sunset again. So. So maybe how <laughs> maybe one day I'll I'll be able to understand what all what all happened there because <laughs> that was that I'm, a lot happened there. <laughs> Disappointed. It's I'm, okay. You can say it. I it's am. okay. I it's am. okay. I take okay. I take all full right. responsibility. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. what's your captivation though? Well, I was sitting here trying to think, and literally, uh, all I've been purchasing are things for a wedding so uh if any of you gals are getting married or just really like white slash pearl shoes um (laughs) i'm not getting married but you know i love white you know i'm a white and beige bitch so dolce vita has the cutest river pearl heels and they have um like a shorter one i think the height Mm -hmm. is like one and a half no, it's a two inch heel. And then they just have like their normal heels that everyone loves. Um, but the two straps have pearls all over them. And mm-hmm. I got mine in the mail and I'm literally obsessed with them. I got the vanilla color and it matches perfectly to my dress. They are comfortable. They're cute. They're going to look so cute. Like after the wedding with like jeans and a tank, like I can just see, oh, like I can yes. just see a whole girl. look. Like I'm going to be that girl. Who wears the okay, pearl I gotta heels. look for you. I gotta look for you. Okay, I gotta look for it. you. Let gotta look it. for you right here. Okay. Slick back low bun. Okay, I got that. Unlock. Um, some like rectangular looking shades. Okay. Small gold hoops. A dainty necklace. Mm-hmm. A crisp, crisp white butt oversized button. Okay. Roll the sleeves okay. up. It some straight leg Levi jeans. Yep. The heels. And then the heels. Perfect. White after what is it? No white after Labor Day. This bitch, this Fuck bitch will I live be, in LA. This bitch will be wearing a lot of white. A that is lot a of white. Literally, Nancy Myers looking literally Labor Day is on the 5th. I will be wearing uh, white the 8th through the 11th. <laughs> That's my bachelorette trip. <laughs> I will be wearing white. <laughs> so, um, you know, I only wear white and yeah. beige. 
basically. Well, so and I'm let me tell you a hint. I don't know if this will happen. Like, I think I just got really lucky. But when I bought these shoes, Honey, we all know Honey, gave me coupons. Oh, they told oh, me Honey. Mean, my Honey. <laughs> um, no, Honey, like what you install on your computer to get give give you money. Yes. Um, I got not I, a sponsor, but we'll we'll take I sponsorships got them on a discounted price, which was beautiful. Oh. They were under a hundred dollars. Okay. So, nice, um, nice. yeah, but they have the vanilla color and then they have like a, in the, uh, they have a blush, which is really pretty. I almost got them just mm-hmm. because, but they're like sold out. They're sold out <laughs> of like every size. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm getting into the details of things and I'm like ready, but yes, we will leave a link to the shoes in the show notes yes. for you guys to check out too. If they're still available. The vanilla ones are as of now. So what is your okay. captivation yeah. though? So kind of like speaking of your wedding, because I'm going to be wearing these to your wedding as well. Um, I am the definition of a basic Los Angeles bitch. I mean, um, yeah, it's okay though. We still love I you. I hate it. I it's hate a, it. I hate do it. Do you though? Do you? It's, I'm, a, I'm the stereotype. I'm not like, L, I'm not, I, one, I want to clarify. I hate when these fucking like, influencers are like i'm so la now i'm like oh you are the stereotype of la you're the you're the part of la that nobody really actually likes you're not an authentic um angelino like yeah there's so much history to the city and i really cannot stand it when people are like i'm so la like i went and like got erawan and i like like, went to like like, hot yoga i spent like 40 dollars on um the smoothie from there no i'm like why I can make yeah. one for $2 at my house. So Exactly. But Haley Bieber <laughs> fucking got me again. <laughs> me and my nail tech here that you used to, that you introduced me to. Like, also, thank you for that. We like low-key made You're fun welcome. of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was texting. No, she said, I said something about it. I said, oh, these stupid, or I said, I don't know why these are so overhyped. And she sent me a screenshot of your conversation. <laughs> it's like, this bitch. <laughs> me saying I'm going to go get, I'm going to our favorite nail tech here in LA. Who to like she is Bieber like nails. aspiring to. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get Haley Bieber nails. She's like, bitch, this How woman is a famous nail tech. You? And you're getting <laughs> Haley Bieber nails. You're getting nude chrome nails. What? And I was like. But like this is my brand. Like it you is. Know that it is. I'm it's into neutrals. Mm-hmm. It is me. Like yeah. It is so me. It hurts. And like I got my nails back. And like I. It's like that Olivia O'Brien song. I got my bitch back. Like that's how I feel. Yeah, I, I think feel- you've like clicked your nails together in the mic like seven times today. <laughs> Some ASMR for you. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm back. If you hate ASMR, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's someone out there who's like, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> like, this is the worst. One star. That's where all the one star ratings come from. Me the people that don't got it. The people that don't like ASMR. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we are going to keep doing it. But <laughs> we have an amazing episode today that we really just want to like jump into i am so excited i found this girl through some friends and she is an amazing podcaster comedian she it's on the show we're talking about herpes which hasn't really been a territory that we kind of jumped into but yeah it was something that we really wanted to talk about because people aren't 
talking about it. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to destigmatize it, especially, like, with who our audience is. Like, we felt like this was something that you gals would really enjoy. And we want, like, we always say we are that guide for you in life. And I feel like this is something that you will really appreciate, value. Even if you think you know herpes, like, you don't. Like, listen to this episode. You'll totally be shocked by what you don't know yeah I was we Mm -hmm. both were I think yeah but we are so excited for you guys to hear Erica if you gals really enjoy this episode we have a catalog of over almost 150 episodes at this point ranging from topics like this in dating love relationships but also in self-care and spirituality that we feel like you'll really connect with and you can view all of those on any podcast platform whether that is spotify apple or wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are listening to on a platform that allows you to subscribe we really appreciate it if you do and give us a rating it really does help us out and while you're at it we also have an instagram where we'll be uploading it more content based off this episode all week. So go and check that out. That is at the gals guide pod. And you can also check out our personal socials. Mine is at Emily Elise and hers is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And we hope you gals really enjoy this episode. What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Zooming into the studio today, we have a fabulous stand-up comedian and producer, and she is also the host of the Shooters Gotta Shoot podcast. Everyone, please welcome Erica Spira. Hello. Thank you, guys. Hello. Thank you for having me. I know. Back to the Zoom, baby. Yes. So we were getting away from it, but here we are. Yeah. Just if we're, it's inevitable at this point, (laughs) but we actually found you through one of our previous guests that we've had on the show, Allie from finding Mr. Height. She is like such a dear friend to the show. She's amazing. Like I think her episodes, like probably one of like our number one episodes. And I heard you on there and I was like, I gotta get this girl like (laughs) on our show. Um, and You've also just like done stand up with like with a ton of amazing people and like have been really prevalent like in the New York stand up uh, comedy area. Like, how has that been lately? Like with everything getting back to normal? Because I'm out here in LA and I feel like things are finally like normal again. Um, like, yeah. I'm I'm back into like like the improv clubs and like we're like sitting like neck and neck next to everybody. Like no one's afraid <laughs> to like be in close corners anymore. Has it been like that in New York lately? Yeah, it's it's been like that for a minute here. I heard LA was a little bit slower on like yeah. fully opening up. Um, but yeah, it's it it's it really is weird that life feels normal again. And you know, crucify me for saying this, but it's like, oh, I'm at the point like I don't wear the mask really anymore. Yeah, at all. And it does for a while. It feels weird, like getting oh, on yeah. the subway, especially. You're like, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's but it's kind of it is nice. I yeah. was never an anti-mask person, trust me. But I just was like feels good honestly yeah. it just feels good yeah. yeah just yeah in LA it like took it's still I feel like taking a hot minute like people are talking about like bringing it back and I'm like you realize that's gonna be the hardest thing you're ever gonna have to implement yeah uh, but yeah I was just been curious at how I haven't been to New York I think since pre like like since okay. 2019 mm-hmm. so I've been curious at how that's been like with everybody like opening back up and I know I feel like it's just LA it's just been like the slowest one but yeah interesting Cool. Yeah, we were like the second slowest. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> like literally any restriction LA put, it was right before us. And we were like, oh, we're going to do that next. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yes. like, New York is watching LA <laughs> yeah. and vice versa. So meanwhile, Hannah, you're in North meanwhile, Carolina. Meanwhile, we're just here doing whatever the hell we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <nuts. South. laughs> it's wild. <laughs> but oh, you Lord. also have your own podcast. She just got to shoot. Uh, mm-hmm. What got you started with that? What is it? And what is it about for people who are not aware of it? Okay. So a big reason why I started the podcast and I originally had a co-host Molly is both of us felt like we spent our twenties, not really trying to date and or dating actively, let's say, right. We were very much work focused people. We were busting our ass and we kind of were, were living by that philosophy of like, Oh, it'll happen when it happens. Right. But then we were like, Hmm, neither of us have had a relationship or even really had dated people for like a couple months consistently. So we kind of were just at the point in our lives that we were like, okay, we almost need something that's going to make us not quit. Hmm. Cause it's so easy when I get frustrated with anything dating is to just throw myself into work, comedy, all those other things that do make me happy and keep me busy. But it kind of was like, all right, Erica, you need to be putting yourself out there in some way. And so that's when we came up with shooters got to shoot. Because the phrase literally means like you have to shoot your shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not going to score if you never shoot a shot. Uh, And that would be the thing Molly and I always said to each other before we even had the podcast to encourage one another. Like, I kind of want to DM this guy. It's like, you just got to shoot, like do it, you know? Um, So then on the pod, we did a lot of actually research. We would read books. We would try whatever from dating coaches. And we literally had the show as almost an excuse to be like, I'm going to buy that book. That's called how to not die alone. (laughs) And, and make myself read it. Yeah. But if basically. someone like in Barnes and Noble asks you like why you're buying, it's like, oh, it's for research. It's, it's research exactly. purposes. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. <laughs> there is so much dating material that is fucking embarrassing to buy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you're like, I kind of want to know what they're saying there. Yeah. So I feel like our show was like, we're going to summarize all these things. We're going to do all these methods that feel crazy. Like, Oh my God. What is the big one? I still struggle with is like manifesting. Like I'm going to manifest a man. I'm like, I, I still can't really believe it, but like never in my wildest dreams would I ever even try that, uh, unless I was doing the podcast. So it's both a blessing and a curse. And you know, my half of the pod too was coming out about having herpes and being public about it and kind of just wanting to get rid of like my own shame around it. And successfully I have done that. So I might not have officially gotten a boyfriend yet, but <laughs> I don't have shame about herpes anymore. And that's, that's pretty good. That's, hey, that's yes. a pretty good. Uh, that's great. <laughs> so on that, it's kind of similar to why Hannah and I started the gal's guide. It was right, right when we started it, I had just gotten dumped. Uh, and mm. it was like a like biggest heartbreak of my life. Like it yep. was like really traumatic. And I was like, oh, we're doing this. Like we're going to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. We're going to find the way. And Hannah's like over here, like engaged to like the love of her life, like getting married in a couple months. So, you know, we have just a good position of like someone who's turning 30 and like forever alone. And the person who's like marrying her high school sweetheart. It's great. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) that's, that's the South first city, baby. The South will always win in that department. (laughs) They will. I don't trust me. It's not, it, I don't see that ever happening in like Los Angeles. Like if that happens and you marry your high school sweetheart in LA, oh, that is a miracle. Congratulations for surviving all that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, like 
it's the classic. No. I always say this saying with our friends. It's like, are we all friends because we're single or are we all single because we're friends? <laughs> That's a great and, point. Oh my and God. it's very like, it is a group mentality thing, but it's also yeah. uh, often how people meet people is through other people. So it's yeah, like, true. if none of us have a boyfriend, it's like, I'm the one that has a group of guys and they're all comedians that don't want to settle down. But it's very like, it's like you're waiting for one domino to fall and then the rest of them will fall mm. is how it always feels. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's just me because all my friends are like in serious relationships and I'm the single friend in the group. So I, I think it's this I think it's just me. I think it's something <laughs> there's something up with this. But <laughs> no, it's cool. Like we have very similar like ways of starting our shows. Um, but before we kind of dive into like the meat of this, I kind of want to know like if there's something you're currently like super captivated by that you like are just obsessed with and like the listeners got to know okay i would love to say something that no one has said before so if someone said this please stop me um have you watched the show chef on hulu no (gasps) oh my god (laughs) it's only eight episodes like 20 minutes i binge this so hard my friend turned it on for me because he's from chicago it takes place in chicago Mm. and he used to work in a restaurant so it was like everything he loved or remembered Mm -hmm. about growing up life Mm -hmm. uh it is a very great show it's done just that perfect differently like a lot of the scenes start in the middle where Mm -hmm. they're like someone's on the phone you only get this piece of information straight into it oh it's all about this guy who his brother basically passes away he has to move back to chicago move home he's this amazing chef and he takes over this like dumpy like sandwich shop and he's trying to turn it around and it's It's just the epitome of like, if you've ever worked in a restaurant or if you're from Chicago. Uh, And the biggest thing from the show is they always say, yes, chef. Mm -hmm. It's like a sign of respect. Everyone's a chef, no hierarchy. Um, But there have been so many hilarious like memes and tweets regarding yes, chef. (laughs) No, I can imagine. (laughs) I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, like one was like, I'm going down at a girl and I look up and she says, yes, chef. (laughs) It's just, it's just great. It's a, it's a perfect show to like binge in one day if you want to, but uh, I just fell in love. It was the perfect, like different, didn't feel like it'd been done before. Funny, little dark, just, it just hooks you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know many shows that are like based like in like a pack house of like a kitchen and everything. It's really like different. Yeah. And like the people that were the producers of it clearly worked in kitchens. It's thousand percent. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. Cool. So cool. Well, obviously, I'm going to go now watch that. Hannah, you'll take a couple months. I don't know you're going to do that. Um, <laughs> listen, I listen. recommend a new show or a new film on this like podcast every week. And then, mm-hmm. like, I recommended what I recommended Under the Banner of Under Heaven. Under the Banner of Heaven for like months weeks, ago. And I was like, like months. And she movie just or show? show on Hulu. Okay. Andrew Garfield. It's great. It's dark. He it's is about, good. Like, a murder in the Mormon church and he's a detective for it. It's very true detective if you liked that. Okay. Um, right. I told her about like in March, she just watched it last and week. And I am now hooked. It's <laughs> so <you> go. good. <laughs> Sometimes I, just, I do that because I know I get too hooked. I get yeah, hooked I'm like too a quick. repeat. I do a lot of repeat watching for anxiety reasons. I need to know what's going to happen. So uh, <laughs> Schitt's Creek, Office, I just rewatch them over and over again. So I'm trying to get out of that, but... So, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and cut to the chase and just dig right into it. You've been very public. I mean, like you said earlier, you've been very public about having herpes and you're out here actively dating still. Um, What, I guess, like, what was like your story about this? Like, how did you come about talking about this? And 
just walk us through like your journey, I guess. Uh, well, what happened first was I found like a support group that was just women. It was like 12 women total that I started going to. It was run by a therapist. And that really helped me in the beginning when I first got it. And I was just still freaking out and very much in my head of like, you're going on one date with someone or even you're just like talking to a cute guy and all you're in your head is like, you have herpes and you have to tell them, right? It was like this kind of overbearing thing that it was very hard to like just date and be present and like not worry about that part, even though it's like, you're not having sex with this person yet. So it's, it was very hard when you first get it. Cause you very much just feel like, is anyone going to be okay with this? Like, will I ever date anyone? Will I, will anyone ever sleep with me again? Uh, and so that group really helped me just the fact that I walked in and I remember the first day, just like seeing 11 other women that were all around my age, all like cool regular people and just kind of feeling this relief of like oh okay like it's not the stigma that I knew that was basically like oh people that get that are like promiscuous or someone that doesn't have their life together like it was like oh there's this badass lawyer this girl's a reporter for like huge magazines uh you know like like all that kind of stuff um because when you first get it your first thought is just like I don't know anyone that has it but the truth is we all know you people do. that have yeah. it. And now yeah. that I've, yeah, now that I've been public about it, I'm like, I've gotten messages from people I played one season of sports with when I was eight. <laughs> that just hit me <laughs> up. Like, like, hey, I saw this and I'm like, who, I don't even know who this is talking to me. And then I figure it out and I'm like, oh my God, like I met you one summer when I was eight. <laughs> and they're like, Jamie oh from math God. class. Is that kidding you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so there's so like, it's so funny when everyone goes, I don't know anyone that has it. It's like, like, you definitely do, but just nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So then before the get like happy hour once a month, and then we were like, you know, what if we up group and like, just see if people join it and people were finding it left and right. And it like, didn't have my name on it. I wasn't public about it. I had like a fake name, but just people were searching the internet for like trying to find herpes resources or people to talk to. And also, you know, Therapy is great, but therapy is also expensive. Yeah. And when I got it, I, I was making no money. I was like, I can't afford to go to this group, even though I really like it. So essentially I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a thing. And it's just like, come if you can, like five bucks just to pay for the rental space. And now we do it virtually. So now it's just free. Like I'll take oh, some donations cool. to help pay for, you know, just the fees of meetup and the Zoom fee. But like, that's really it. And it's honestly been really great. That was the main thing that helped me was finding other people. So that's what I knew to kind of, I don't know, put myself out there first was running that group. And then that made me comfortable enough to be like, yeah, every time we do this group, everyone's like, man, I just wish more people were public about it. And I was like, I'm just going to rip this bandaid off and go for it. Um, Because I'm in the comedy world. I'm technically a public person. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be dating. And if I, my career really keeps growing, there's eventually going to be a point that it's like, our society really loves when someone stop to kind of take them down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I'm just going to get ahead of it. Like, yeah, I have this thing. I'm open about it. I don't care. You know, like I just didn't want it years later to be kind of this whisper, both in my personal life and my own small communities. But then also like, yeah, if I was to essentially get fame from comedy, I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to get ahead of this. And uh, yeah. I think it was for the best, honestly, it helped me get over it really. No, yeah. It's a great point. I, I think what you said about like how it helped you kind of like, you know, get over it. I feel a lot of people, especially 
we have met who have like done like podcasts on top of that uh it's helped them get over certain fears of theirs for me uh like I had a fear of being vulnerable and I'm like well I'm gonna broadcast my entire dating life online and you know it's yeah is it weird going on hinge dates and someone knowing like my like if they listen to my podcast they know everything about me yes uh but it's almost like a way like I don't I'm trying to get better at feeling comfortable sharing things with other people. And did you find that being more open about having herpes helps you be more vulnerable with other aspects of your dating life as well? Oh yeah. Vulnerability in general, I think is one of the hardest things for anyone to really genuinely do, especially with social media. I think we often all feel like we're being vulnerable mm-hmm. in sharing mm-hmm. our lives, but like I love Brene Brown. She's one of my favorite references. She oh, talks about great. that in her Netflix special of how she's like, yeah, you posting like that you broke your leg or whatever on social media isn't real vulnerability. Like real vulnerability is like asking scary questions and really putting yourself out there in situations that you're afraid of being like shot down. And mm. so essentially herpes just like made me have to be vulnerable with people much earlier than I would naturally be. And that okay. was something that I struggled with in relationships in general. I've never been someone that was like a big crier. Uh, and it often was because of my sports background. It was like, yeah, sports is like, you can't get emotional. You have to stay focused. Like whether good things or bad things happen, you have to keep your head in the game. You have to move on to the next play. Mm-hmm. And I was very like that in both my life of like work, dating, friendships, uh, that I never would be like the person, like people would feel super comfortable one opening up to themselves uh, or also coming to when they were really upset. Like I'd be the friend. I feel like I'm still his friend. Every time I have a friend go through a breakup, I'm the friend they like hit up to like do a 5k or a workout class, <laughs> which is like not really like talking to me about your breakup. But I'm like, sure, I get, you sure, know, like, let's go. like I have literally only run 5k's when friends have gone through breakups. That's the only time, <laughs> only time I've done it. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it, and what's interesting is I date men and I've done so much research that and interviewed men and they all are like, we don't feel comfortable being vulnerable with you unless you're vulnerable first. And mm, I was like, oh, so this almost is helping me in a way that I didn't really know before. Yeah. 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 Um, Trust me. I learned that the hard way when because I went through just mounds of therapy and was like, why am I attracting these un- emotionally unavailable men? And my therapist is like, because you yourself are emotionally unavailable. <laughs> like, or like, just not emotional. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I don't cry at all. And if you like, you see me cry, it's shit has Something happened. Something <laughs> bad yeah. has happened. Uh, yeah. And because I've always felt like I had to have it together. I always had to be like that like strong support person for a lot of people. And getting vulnerable had always felt like that like literally the scariest thing and I too like wasn't doing it early on in dating and then I just randomly started doing it like on a couple dates where I was like you know what I'm just gonna be completely honest because if you don't like me at this point it's not gonna work out then like if you think that this is too soon then this maybe it's just not gonna work out and it was revolutionary because the amount of men who started suddenly just you know pouring their hearts out I'm like what it's so it's it's like once you show a mirror to it in a way like it Mm -hmm. just allows it to kind of someone feel 
someone to feel more safe and someone to feel like that they can also open up because they don't know if it is a safe place. So I think that's great. And I think it's, you know, trust me, I, I don't know how you do it because how early are you like mentioning this, like with like dates you're going on? Like, are you um, asking it like, like first date or does it depend if it's it, a hookup or if it's uh, like something serious? Okay. Yeah. It's like, there's kind of two categories, right? There's yeah. like someone you just want to hook up with one night stand yeah. situation, uh, or people that you're dating and it has come up on first dates before. And it's often because some comment gets made that has something to do with like STDs and sex gotcha. and, or something else. Or sometimes it's even been a joke that was like herpes. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm almost like, I mean, this is like the perfect window. And yeah. I also just am so used to being public about it. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, like I have had guys say on a date too, they've been like, oh, I looked you up and I listened to some of your podcasts. I thought it was really funny. And I'm like, oh, thanks. But in my head, I'm like, you trying to tell me, you know, <laughs> you don't, uh, like, it's like wink, wink. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Situation. Um, but really in most cases, it kind of is the same regardless of fucking up or dating where it's like, essentially if I'm not planning on having sex with you anytime soon, I don't have to say anything. True. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like, I guess now in my life, I'm more dating to actually find someone for more of a long-term relationship. So mm-hmm. really like sex isn't even on like the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. for the first couple dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in both cases, it's like the speech I give is the same. Mm, okay. And like, now I have this mentality thanks to Ella Dawson another girl that's public about herpes and writes about it that it's like their mentality telling someone you have herpes should be positive in the sense that you're like I'm telling you this because I want to have sex with you mm-hmm. like that is yeah. flattering in a way it's like yeah. I'm excited to have sex with you like that's now my attitude about it is like I really want to do this but you know I just gotta let you know this just a heads precautions up we can take yeah. and yeah but like my mentality now is like you might get your dick sucked dude that's pretty cool <laughs> you know like <laughs> uh and there is power in oh god i mean have you ever have you ever like had a piece of gossip that you told someone and they just were like who cares oh and then so, it, yo, yeah. yeah yeah and then it made you not care like you were like yeah. oh i guess i guess that yeah. isn't a big deal that they yeah. made out in her car or whatever you know yeah, yeah. that's a good and way to point it yeah yeah but it takes a long time to get to that point yeah like it's very yeah. hard like trust me the first handful of people I told I like cried I couldn't fully say Aww. it or I mm-hmm. was saying it like I basically would be like backed in the corner of like clothes are coming off like top clocks ticking like are you gonna tell this dude or not and mm-hmm. I, it's like I had to back myself into that corner to say it mm-hmm. um but now I'm at the point it's like no nah, it doesn't matter and it's very much your attitude about it like the last guy I had he knew I had it um from like just comedy that's where he met me at like a comedy show so he saw me do jokes and then right before we were about to sleep together I was even like do I have to give a speech but he knows and he just Mm -hmm. looked at me goes uh is there anything I need to know about it and I was like not really I'm on meds again and he goes all right and like that was it (laughs) we're good (laughs) cool great (laughs) yeah like you know it's like look there's always a small chance you'll get it I was like but I've never given it to anyone and that's pretty much all people really need to hear they're like okay you're aware yeah. you're being safe cool yeah because I think so I, I think back to when I was a freshman in college and I had a friend in my dorm who ended up uh getting herpes and she like broke down crying she was so scared and I, I think one is because 
one, I was raised in North Carolina and sex education in North Carolina is shit. Um, but mm-hmm. you're not wrong. So there's a lot of misinformation out there in regards to it. And, you know, she was like, like just nervous. Like, how do you bring it up? And it was just like this very like taboo thing that she, you know, didn't want to acknowledge, but she knew that she was going to have to. And I wished like for her sake, there would have been people that she could have, you know, gone to or like listened to like you that would have been able to like make it seem more normal in that way um because I mean I think the one thing Mm -hmm. I always think about is specifically like with herpes so so many people have cold sores and that is a form of herpes like so many Mm -hmm. people have that and I think a lot of people don't ever like associate the two um but yeah it's just I there's a lot like you said earlier there's a lot more people out there that have something like this they're just not talking about it and uh it's just I really wish it would be like more destigmatized in that way because especially for women because correct me if I'm wrong I don't want to like spread more misinformation about it it often doesn't present as much in men as it does women correct yeah Yeah, men have first of all lower percent chance of getting it because it's technically a skin condition Mm -hmm. It's like more of a skin condition than an STD, technically. Yeah. Um, so it's like women naturally you have more surface area on your vagina than a penis. Mm-hmm. So you already have a higher percent chance of getting it. Um, but yeah, men are more likely to not show symptoms specifically if they have type one. Uh, and that's what I have type one, which is HSV1, which is quote, cold sores are technically labeled as that. However, HSV1 or HSV2, you can get both on, you know, your downstairs and upstairs. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, they've noticed now in recent years, HSV one is actually more common now genitally because less people are like kissing babies and children like we used to on the mounts. And that was often oh like in the 80s, it was like there was almost like this cold sore epidemic, right? Of like kissing children. So there's many people in life that still don't know they technically have herpes because they've never gotten the blood test for it. And if you did, and the doctor's like, oh, you don't have an outbreak, they're like, yeah, you probably got it as a kid. And, you know, that was it. Mm-hmm. So, because it's not, it's, it, yeah. it's not in a normal STD panel, is it? Like, let's no. Just, yeah. It depends on your doctor. It depends how thorough you are. Basically, if you're not getting blood taken at your STD test, you are not being tested for herpes. Mm, got it. So I-, I always check the like, get, get the HIV test from their HIV AIDS. Uh, and they yeah, take yeah. my blood. And so then when I get my results, the herpes shows because it also just naturally gets tested when they run that test. But yeah, you have to ask for it specifically. Interesting. Is there yeah. like any other like misinformation out there that you've heard that you wish like wasn't being spread about it? <laughs> uh, God, so much. I mean, it's like misinformation or miss, it's like people just being misinformed. Cause I, I knew a girl in college that also got herpes and I was New York liberal state. She was from Massachusetts, liberal state. We had great sex education. Maybe not great, just better than most. Um, <laughs> better than the 48th better, state. <laughs> better than most. And it, it was such a scary thing of like hearing she got it. All of us just were like, oh shit, like STDs are real. Like, yeah. yeah. it was like, we're all just at college having fun and hooking up. And, and I really sympathize for your friend because- it is that is probably the toughest environment to get it because it's the most hooking up you have small communities and so you very much are like if I tell some guy 
can I trust that he's just not going to tell other people exactly. whether he sleeps right. with me or not? Like, even if he rejects me, it's like, is he going to go tell the whole football team? Yeah. And then everyone's talking about how I'm the girl that has herpes, you know? Um, okay. So misinformation. I'm like, I mean, the biggest misinformation I think is people think that cold sores are not herpes. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's what I have, but it's just on my vagina. Uh, so then the second misinformation is people don't realize if they feel cold, cold sore coming and you go down on someone, you can pass it to their genitals. And the mm. number three of that is people don't think you can get that. You can't get quote cold sores, HSV1 on your genitals, which you very much can. Mm. Uh, and you technically can get HSV2 on your mouth. It's just more rare. Got it. Um, yeah. I'm like trying to think of like myth myths specifically. I mean, I've had people ask me like, oh, so a lot of people think if I have a kid, my kid will automatically have herpes. Not the case. It's not a blood disease. No, the way, like, yeah, it's not, you know, it's AIDS not, and HIV are. Yeah. Right. No, I can donate blood. That's another thing people don't think you can do because again, HIV AIDS, you can't. Yeah. Um, people, some people think you can't get pregnant at all. Also not true. Um, like okay. truly, <laughs> truly, it does not affect your health whatsoever. Like yeah. your health is perfectly fine. Um, well, and that's why it, I, yeah, I think like, I recall, like that's, I've heard someone say like, that's probably why it's not on the SDD panel, STD panel is because it doesn't like yeah. affect your overall like health in general. Like you can still, your life is just normal. It's just like you said, like a skin condition that you have that can happen and be transmitted when you have sex sometimes. Yeah. yeah and it affects your mental health yeah that, way more well that so was some doctors will see it and not tell you they yeah. won't even bring it to your they'll be like wow well, breaks like why fuck with this person's life essentially and their well-being if yeah. it's not necessary yeah mm. well that was gonna be my next question was yeah. since it doesn't affect your overall health how has it like has it affected your mental health at all probably more in the beginning i'm assuming it's I first year after getting it. Um, and part of that was because I was like dealing with a lot of rejections too, on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mentally, my biggest thing was like, I remember getting it. And I remember like one of my, my literally first thought, like in the doctor's office, they looked for two seconds and they're just like, oh yeah, this smells like a herpes, blah, blah, blah. We'll get, take a blood test. And I literally remember thinking like, Erica, you couldn't get a boyfriend before herpes. How are you going to get one after? And Mm, that mm, like weighed mm. on me so much. It very much felt like it's going to be impossible for you to find someone that is okay with this, that wants to date you or just wants to sleep with you. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then I like lost like 10 pounds very quickly, partly from being depressed, but also I was like, okay if you want a guy to be with you and you have herpes, you gotta be like so hot. Like I need to be the hottest I've ever looked. Like I need to look like J-Lo, you know? Like that was in my head. I was like, all right, people would fuck J-Lo if she had herpes. You gotta, you gotta gotta get to J-Lo status. Yeah, that's the, you gotta get to that level of hot, right? Yeah. And it's, so it's so crazy if I look back and I remember like, man, like, I mean, God bless iPhones, right? Just showing us picture memories from sad times <laughs> in our lives. We love it. <laughs> Making insane. a cute little like slideshow photo album yeah. of it. Yeah, it's great. A whole, yeah, it's, it's showing me photos of like when I suddenly got into Kylie lip kits and wearing shit that I would never fucking wear otherwise. 
because I had this pressure in my head that was like, you need to look hot. Like Mm -hmm. I was technically looking the best I had ever looked, but it was the absolute like worst I ever felt for sure. Uh, but we're, like, it was at the point I would show up places and all my friends would be like, where are you going? And I'd be like, like, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? Here. This, this is my everyday look. This, uh, this is how I dress. And they literally would look at me and be like, no, it's not. Like, like it's Monday. Yeah. Like, literally they were looking around like, who's going to be here that you're Who in are we looking for? and that goddamn Kylie lip kit. Let me tell you. Just, man what a time oh yeah, god that, like, that is a throwback wow yeah I, I remember being broke and spending like like 500 or 600 dollars on my credit card of like shoes clothes makeup like I suddenly had it in my head that I needed to be like I don't know like dressing like a 10 all the time yeah but yeah. if this happened to guys they would not be worried about any of that probably like, not the appearance part yeah. yeah not not their appearance or anything like it's I feel like with women, I guess when, if that was to happen, like to any of us, you automatically, you're like, I already have this pressure to mm-hmm. be like this um, hot, like person based off society standards. Now I have even more pressure on top of that. And it's just mm-hmm. like, when does it stop? And I think, you know, especially like if, when you're like in your early twenties like, and teens and this happens, it is you feel like it's the end of the world and you feel like it's like super taboo and you know you're kind of like have like a scarlet a on you in a way yeah. and it's it doesn't have to be that way at all mm-hmm. and there's so many other resources out there now that help people and like you said you like you take medication for it and mm-hmm. that helps to like lower like the symptoms of it like how does that work so I, I honestly like I don't feel like I don't I'm feel like not. it's talked about at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's, it's like one of those things that's like, here's some like information. Here's some things, hush, hush. Don't talk about it. Yeah. And I feel like that's just setting everyone up for failure and misinformation and taboo. Mm. And like, like you said, like making you feel like you're alone when in reality, that's not truly the case. So, yeah. Uh, funny medication is like one of the number one things people that join the group when they're new are asking everyone are you taking this med? I did holistic research. There's this Mm -hmm. over the counter, uh, gel. Should I use that? Uh, and so when I first got it, I fortunately had health insurance that covered my prescription and I got, you know, you get like the big doses when you first have the outbreak to get it to go away quickly. Mm -hmm. But then essentially I took, there's like a small daily dose. And I took that every day for basically a year. And so I remember being like, I was 25 when I got it. Then I turned 26 and I couldn't be on my parents' health insurance anymore. So things switch and I had a couple months where I didn't have health insurance. So I didn't have the meds and I kind of was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm not dating anyone right now. Let me see how I am off the meds. Yeah. Because some people have a consistent pattern with outbreaks. Um, Ella Dawson literally will get outbreaks if she doesn't sleep a lot, if she's sleep deprived, which is so weird. Right. So each person's very different. She's like sleep deprived. I have another friend. She goes, I always get two bumps when my period's coming. So for her, it's menstruating. Uh, other people, they're like, just if I get really stressed one week, I'll get a bump or two. Uh, so I kind of was like, well, I'm not going to figure out if I have triggers unless I yeah. just am not on the meds. So yeah. I got off the meds and honestly didn't ever have an outbreak, never had an issue. And then that made me be like, oh, okay, I'm not going to take this every day. I'm going to have it on deck if I start seeing someone. 
yeah. it is an extra precaution because there is a slight chance you can be quote shedding even though you won't have any bumps or actual outbreak. Gotcha. And that chance is very low. It's typically for HSV-1, eight days out of the year. Mm -hmm. So again, a real roll of the dice. Um, But yeah, so basically like the meds, it also is kind of a thing of uh, if I am starting seeing someone, like the person I just dated a couple months, I start taking it right away because I know it's an extra precaution and Mm -hmm. it's more kind of reassurance for the other person. Yeah. Especially if you're seeing someone exclusively and not using condoms. The meds actually protect more than condoms, by the way, because it's okay. Because herpes isn't exchanged the way like chlamydia is exchanged. Chlamydia is the exchange of fluids, right? Yes. I feel like that's the thing everyone learns in sex ed. So it's like, oh, wear condoms, you won't get chlamydia and you won't get pregnant. Uh herpes is literally a skin thing. So it's like you can have a condom on, but like if I have bumps and your balls touch one of my bumps, like you're gonna get it. Yeah. So it's skin to skin contact, not, so the condom, it's like, eh, it helps, but literally only helps. It's like a 1% difference that it helps. So it's mm, yeah. very low. Um, so essentially people, when it's new and it's fresh, I'll take the meds. Um, and then I had an ex that I was taking the meds at first. And then he actually ended up <laughs> going to get tested because he was a little nervous. And it turns out he had already had HSV-1, like his whole life. And so, so then it was go. like, great. I don't have to take these meds anymore. Um, so for me, it's a very like early relationship. I'd take them and I would talk to my partner about not taking them. And I would essentially say, I don't have an outbreak without these. And it would kind of be a decision I think we'd make together. Um, because especially I would imagine someone I'm married to would probably be like, yeah, I don't care if I get it. Like we're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so it can help. And if you have HSV2, one of the symptoms of HSV2 versus HSV1 is that you just have more outbreaks typically. Someone with HSV2 will typically have more outbreaks per year, varies on the person. The ones I know, it's typically like two or three kind of randomly. Mm -hmm. So they very much are like, yeah, I always just have it on hand. If I go on vacation, I bring my Valtrex, whatever happens there um, and whatnot. But a lot of times it's, I feel like it's almost just, it depends on the person. And I encourage people to not take the medication if they're not, excuse me, seeing anyone for a while and see if you have any triggers that show yeah. up. Yeah. And that's a good point. One, I didn't even think about that, yeah, but true. to that, it's almost like a lot of other like skin conditions in that way. Like I have like psoriasis and I get flare ups whenever I'm super stressed and like, I don't, yep. have, I have like steroid cream for it to like soothe it. But, um, it's not something where like, I have to worry about it every single day, but it's, it's literally just like that. Like it just, there's, I'd never thought of it having triggers to that. I was like, it, I feel like it was like, does it come in waves or does it like, I think a lot of people think that it's just, you're like that all the time. And yeah. you know, it's just constant like annoyance in that way, but it's pretty much like any other like condition that you would have. It's even just figuring out what like diet works for you and not in the yeah. sense of crash yeah. dieting just when people suddenly go man I cut out gluten and I feel so much better or with me like uh I can't eat super dairy heavy if I eat super dairy heavy I don't feel good and it's like oh I found that out from essentially trying different diets and yeah. seeing how I felt or just eliminating something and funny with herpes there actually is like a food group to avoid and I'm gonna I'm blanking on the name but it's like literally like turkey walnuts um, I believe like peas are part of it. It's a, it's a weird obscure. If you Google like 
herpes food group to avoid uh for herpes outbreaks there is yeah. something and people have brought it up a group i'm like i'm not holistic like that that i didn't think to look that up <laughs> yeah <laughs> but other people that were are like i take this vitamin that's supposed to help and i you know cut turkey and walnuts and whatever out of my diet and i'm like all right shit that's working do it you know do it yeah, yeah. whatever kind of works for you in that way mm-hmm. um so i think one of the last questions that i have is what advice like would you give to someone say they just found out that this that they got diagnosed with herpes and they're are worried they don't know what to do and they are just more concerned about like how they're going to be perceived and how their dating life's going to go what like overall advice like a survival tip like would you give them uh, i mean the first thing i would say to them is you are fine your health is fine I know it feels like your life is over. It is not over. And you will be with someone again. Like you will, whether you want to go out and just fuck whoever or have a relationship, it will happen for you. Like people will be okay with this. Um, And the number one thing I guess I would tell them to kind of go through it is I would, I actually tell people, I'm like, you should tell someone, whether it's a therapist that you feel private in that space but I really do encourage people to tell really whoever is closest in their life to them, or if they feel very close with like a parent. Um, because honestly, that was one of the only things that really made me feel better was not living with it so privately and in my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. And I granted, yeah. like my example now is very extreme. I don't expect you guys to shout <laughs> from the rooftop. But uh, just from, I have probably interacted with almost like 5,000 people that have it, like just from DMs, my group emails like I get emails every week of people that find this group I've just posted right and so many people have come to group and been like I told my best friend and turns out she's had it for three years and they're like and I can't believe she didn't tell me and it's like yeah it is it's a prison to live in so yeah it's like living in your own head about stuff like that really can eat at you and it's like you need people to be able to talk to and vent to so that's what truly made me feel better was literally just telling even before I had the group I told like my one best friend Iris I told Molly who was my roommate um and I was like there was someone else I told I actually you know what's so funny I told Bert Kreischer <laughs> he was I, oh, I forgot about this he was one of the first Weird. people I Weird. fucking told I swear to god I remember yeah I got that gig it was only a couple months after I had herpes I am obsessed and I, I and what's so funny is I didn't realize his fame like oh. I didn't fully know who he was you're like and it was right listen. after yeah it was right after <laughs> that machine thing went viral yeah and and I'll never forget on the gig he like asked me he goes how much do you think I'm getting paid for the school and I <laughs> and he <laughs> laughed at my guess and I was like I don't know who this man is but apparently it's a big deal <laughs> but there was weirdly safety of like he lives in LA and blah blah and how it came up was my friend Ariel Elias also comedian has yeah. herpes she had jokes about it she opened for him like before he became famous in like Connecticut or something. And he was like, I met this comic from New York. She was really funny. He goes, she has herpes. And I go, oh, Ariel Elias. I'm like, that's my buddy. And he's like, oh yeah, she's so good. And then I was just like, yeah, I, I actually have it too. <laughs> and he's probably sitting there like, man, every female comic in New York has herpes, huh? That's crazy. No, but uh, he was so, so funny. He was so kind and so yeah. He immediately was like, doesn't everybody have herpes? And I was like, apparently, I look at the stats, apparently. (laughs) And at the time I remember being like, yeah, I talked to Ariel and we literally were like, maybe we should write a funny book that's like how to deal with having herpes. 
And he was, he said to me, he goes, you should write that. He goes, even if you never released it or want to put it anywhere, he goes, I think it'd be really therapeutic and you would feel better. Yeah. Um, wow. But it was so that. funny of like, he was one of the first That's people so I told. Funny. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know if he remembers me from that gig. I would hope he did. He'd be like, oh, that yeah. other herpes girl. Um, <laughs> anyway, but it was so funny of like, basically he was a stranger. I was like, I'm doing one gig with this dude. Yeah. I'm never going like, to see him again. Yeah. Never going to talk to him. He had that calm welcoming energy and it just came up and weirdly part of me was like I just I need to release this right now and I don't know why yeah yeah Yeah. and I did and I was like oh Oh. cool you know everyone yeah well yeah and And it's like the more you practice and like the more people you tell it's like practice in a way to where it you become like more like accepting of it and just like okay with it and just like more natural and you're not like giving this long monologue (laughs) or like you have sex well and you learn to not be like yeah, you learn to not be worried about other people's reactions because we always talk about how like you can't control other people's reactions. So I feel like no. that's like a really good opportunity to work on that. So yeah, and it's like the biggest fear of telling people is just are they going to tell other people? That's why right. people don't share yeah. it. So it's like yeah, really think about who can you trust in your life because man, once you get it, you're so in tune to moments of you're hanging with friends and people will bring up something about herpes and it's wrong information. It's false information. Like mm-hmm. I remember hearing some guy once be like, no, but you can like tell who has it. And I was sitting there being like, I have it. And you have no fucking idea. And you're like, <laughs> like shit talking it in front of me. me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, no, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I honestly think like literally just telling a couple people, it makes people more educated. And so mm-hmm. many people I told that were friends of mine were just like, I would have never guessed you had it. Cause they know me, yeah. they know my patterns. They know, like, I, I'm yeah. not this, I never was a super promiscuous person. It's like, yeah, my twenties was technically all hookups, but I was the type that it was like, I don't know, once every six months, like I yeah. wasn't living this crazy lifestyle. So it's like, all my friends were fucking way more than me. So they looked at me like, how did you? And it's like, yeah, I got the short end of the stick. You know, <laughs> like I kind of was like, Hey, if I have it, everybody's got it, you know? Yeah. Um, but so many people now that I was just been friends with have dated people that have herpes and they were like, honestly, I wouldn't have been open to it if I didn't know someone mm-hmm. that had it. It just makes yeah. it so like normalized to people Yes, where they exactly. think like, oh, I only know the girl that was rumored to be a whore or the guy who was rumored to be a whore to be the one that had it. And it's like, yeah, if that's the reference we all have, then that's of what you course, assume. That's, yeah. You know, yeah. Is who has it. So that's my number one piece of advice. I'm like, you have to tell someone about it. So if it's got to be a licensed professional even though like Talkspace and BetterHelp might not be the best therapist. <laughs> they someone still got to keep tried, secrets. You someone know? who's tried BetterHelp, I don't recommend it, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I, rec- I recently tried Either both, tell, like, I mean, you can either tell yeah. BetterHelp or Burt Crusher. I mean, yeah. beyond. One yeah. of the two. One DM, of the two. DM people that are so famous, they DM, won't even see your DM. DM be Harry like, Styles. I have herpes. Like yeah. practice. <laughs> practice telling people. Uh, yeah, but I feel like Harry Styles would like, if he saw it, he'd be like, Honestly, he'd be like, it's totally cool you're so beautiful <laughs> he's from europe yeah it's like it's fucking nothing in europe they like, oh yeah sure i'm sure no i love that <laughs> all right well thank you so much erica this has been like such a delight like having you on here i have thoroughly enjoyed it but let's before we let you go let's let you have the mic real quick tell everyone where they can find you where they can hear you the mic is all yours 
Oh, thank you guys. I feel like Mike's been mine the whole time. So I feel a little, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did I take over uh, badly? Um, no, no, we'd love it when that happens. Though, honestly. <laughs> honestly, we're like, go honestly, ahead, take it, take it away. <laughs> sometimes I did too. I'm like, man, I, I, I had to do less work on this episode, but, um, <laughs> uh no so uh my podcast is shooters gotta shoot you can find that uh anywhere you listen to podcasts and youtube uh we have video if you would like to watch your podcast um and that's at shooters gotta shoot pod on instagram and i'm at sparica with two a's that's s-p-e-r-i-c-a-a and that's my handle on everything you can find me and uh yeah and my website usually has shows so that's ericaspera.com oh and my group if you want to join the group yes yes just you, you can find us on meetup group literally search like herpes group uh or erica spira you should find us but if you want to email me it's herpes group nyc at gmail.com but it's virtual now anyone can join we literally have had people join from like australia and shit it's crazy oh awesome um, that's awesome yeah so you could send me an email and i'll send you all the info because i understand sometimes people don't want to join a meetup group even though it's private no one can see but yeah cool and we will leave a link to all that in the show notes for you gals to go and check out and have access to but thank you so much yeah thank you guys for having me so nice to meet you and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bye.